Now, sound off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, good morning, Northlanders. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Sound Off here on 610 KDL Radio, Tuesday, February 6th already. Wow. Anyway, I'm not quite as fired up and wound up today, Kenny, as I was yesterday at the start of the show because I've been reading all about this uh, supposed bill that the uh, Democrats want us to believe is the answer to all of our problems. It's going to close the border. It's going to give Biden control to close the border immediately and stop all this uh, flood of illegal immigrants that can are you, beating up police officers. And Can you answer a question for me? I will try. I thought I had heard in one of the news reports that this proposed border bill provides more money for Ukraine than the border. Th- that's correct. Oh, yes. come on, much, Brad. That's not much. a border bill. <laughs> well, of course it's not. Oh man, Chucky were you, Schumer! Were you under were you under some misconception that you thought this was a border bill? Well, no, and never. Anything from Chuck Schumer we know is going to be uh, loaded with uh, questions and what have you. But again, I'd heard that there's more money in the bill for Ukraine than there is what they're calling the bill. Now, yeah. speaking of bills, Bill O'Reilly in his opening segment said this is 570 pages. Did they add pages? Because yesterday it was you know, 370. I, I, yeah, I heard the same thing, Kenny. And when he, when I heard him say that, I thought, well, wait a minute. We read yesterday it was 300 and some pages long. How did it get to be uh, 500? Well, maybe uh, Chuck, uh, maybe uh, Chucky Schumer kept calling the uh, the people that write the bill and said, oh, wait, 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 we got to add this. Oh, whoa, whoa. We got to add this. And, and really, that, yeah. Brad, who writes these things? I mean, something has to be written and then copied and then yeah. actually printed. Who does well, it this? Must, uh, it must come from a bunch of professional, uh, you know, business type individuals that are just waiting around to make this. Because I read the same thing you did this morning. There was a a fairly nice piece in the Hill magazine, which keeps track of, you know, all things going on in Congress. And, And I bet you you didn't know this one. This border package bill contains $2 billion for uranium enrichment. Now, what's that got to do with the border? Yeah, these yeah, things they, are in, insane, Brad. They're... They are. I mean, that why can't we have standalone bills? You know, the, the Republicans, I, I understand, are going to come forward later today for, out of the House with a standalone bill for support of, uh, of Israel, $15 billion or something like that for, you know, I'm, I'm not sure the exact amount. I can find it here, but... But anyway, they said the idea was is that they wanted to break apart this bill into the actual segments, money for Ukraine, money for Israel, the money for the border. But the more I read into this, there is so many little things. The Senate border and Ukrainian spending package contains more than $2 billion in funds for uranium processing as the U.S. works to reduce global reliance on Russian energy exports. See, see, I again, what's this? How can you call this a border bill? 
The text of the bill released Sunday night included $2.72 billion in unspent grant funding for domestic U- Ukrainian enrichment with the goal of bolstering nuclear fuel development. Another $98 million would go to domestic uh, isolation and production of isotopes, a major Russian export. The package would also put $149 million towards the National Nuclear Security Administration to respond to the ongoing Russian invasion of Ukraine. That's not border. That has nothing to do with the southern border. There's a border crisis, Chuck E. Schumer. What is yeah. wrong with so, him? So where does this bill fit into the border? <laughs> Listen, I'm the the news stories I'm watching. This border is the top issue for voters, Brad. Oh, it is no doubt. So they about better it, get their Absolutely. ducks in a row and get this thing taken care of. No more beating around the bush. No, I agree. Now, we had a great call, some really good callers yesterday, but we always like talking to Mark from Moose Lake, and he's uh, he happens to be ready on the phone right now. He's evidently been reading a little bit more about this border thing, too, and is a little bit fired up. Mark, how are you this uh, Tuesday morning? I'm good. I'm just listening. I'm heading to the city, so I'm going to lose you here in a little while, but I wanted to make sure that I could chime in a little bit on what's going okay. on here. And, and people need to realize this. Here's how simple it is on the border. we got all the makings to finish the wall, finish the wall, be done with it. And Biden can shut down the border anytime he wants to. He doesn't need any additional money. But you have to remember something. When he had the prosecutor, uh, Shulkin, uh, fired, he was getting a lot of money, or at least Hunter was. This is kickback money. Taxpayers are paying Ukraine. That money's coming back. Biden's filling his uh, pockets still. That's what's happening. That's part of it. The other thing is a lot of the money that goes to Ukraine that is supporting their social security, and there's so much corruption going on with that tax money that's gone over to Ukraine already. They're supporting the wrong border because they're getting kickbacks from that, and don't think Schumer isn't part of that either. And, and, and we're living in a totalitarian system right now. People don't believe that, but it's true, and it's going to get worse and worse and worse if we don't get a handle on this before the next election. But people have to understand, your tax dollars that go to Ukraine are going to support their Social Security, and yet we have our own problems here with homeless and that at home, including our veterans that are on the streets, and yet you're going to send additional, that kind of money to Ukraine instead of supporting our own people and our own border. We have everything in place. Biden doesn't need more money or more rules or more laws or anything else to take care of this. He can do it now, but he chooses not to. And again, everybody's exactly. oh, going to work on he's going to work on the border right now. He's had three years to work on the border and they refused to do it. The other thing back in the 90s, Chuck Schumer, as you know, uh, voted on a bill to secure the border under the Reagan administration and chose not to do it. Right. And so, right. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things here that people need to do some research if they're going to truly vote for the policies of this country. And again, I've said this before, vote the policies and not the person and we'll be better off in this country. Boy, Mark, you said a mouthful, and every bit of it is right on the money. But I, I refer back to yesterday when you were talking about the the solution to this problem, and I and I've been thinking the same in the same general vein for a long time. Really, we have points of entry. When I when I visited a friend of mine that I had fought in the Vietnam War with, Johnny Holquin, who was a uh, he was a highway patrol officer in Arizona, and. Johnny took us over to uh, Mexico. 
He took us along the Rio or took us along the highway that cuts between Mexico and the U.S. And he pointed out all the businesses, you know, look at this business, look at that business on the American side. And I said, boy, that's that's a good thing. At least the business is over. He said, no, no, these are the corporate offices. The manufacturing plants for all of these businesses are in Mexico. That's where all the work is being done at minimum wage or below uh, paying uh, Hispanic people. So when we went over there, we went across a board, we went across a legitimate opening border area. I think it was in, uh, I forget the name of the, the town anyway, but we had to wait a long time to get to our designation. Uh, they asked us why we were going into Mexico. We told them we were just going to buy some trinkets and pottery and things like that. And we went over there and as long as Johnny was with us, it could speak Hispanic. We were in good shape. Then we came back the other way, and he he said to me, and this was probably seven or eight years ago, Mark, and I said, why are we having so much trouble at the border? He said, because of all of this area between the border points of entry and exit, all of those are un, uncontrolled. People can walk across at waist-high water anytime they want. If we can control the points of entry— he said, "We can, and if we control the area between the points of entry with a bridge or with a wall or something, we won't have any more of these problems." And that was seven or eight years ago, and it's even more true today. Well, and it's been that way, and, and again, that's the idea behind ports of entry. And I personally think it should be done across the United States. We have ten ports of entry across the United States. It also now the drug trafficking and any other type of traffic and all the illegal. Uh, merchandise that comes into this country, which it does happen. But again, the other thing is this, and I, I, I would ask anybody this, anybody, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, why would it be so bad to stop human trafficking and girls and women being raped and young boys being sold into human trafficking and then the yeah. fentanyl coming in? You have to understand, this is by design, and I believe, this is what I believe, is that China is doing this on purpose to continue to kill the young Americans, the younger Americans that are using the drugs and and, and killing them with fentanyl and so forth, as a takeover. Uh, how many states already have police stations and all the land that's been purchased? And so Sarah Huckabee Sanders did a great job by cutting down no more land in Arkansas is going to be sold to China. None, zero. It doesn't matter. Right, and right. And why can't we do that across? Trying to become isolationist a little bit to take care of our own properties, our own food sources, our own water sources, our own electric grids, because that's what's going to be attacked next. And people think that that's too far-fetched. They need to do some research here because that's what's happening blindly, and it's not being reported, so we don't get the news unless shows like yours and, of course, all the the national publications and so forth that are out there telling us that. And and so this this is a scary time for us. And the drug cartels, they have, do you realize they have their own tanks and their own military? People don't know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, so come on. They, people need to wake up and, again, vote the policies, build a wall. Build not a wall, the people. Vote the, the policies, not the people. I love it. Thank you, Mark. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation after we talk to our good friend Candy Fierro, the owner of uh, Dead On Shooting Range who is uh, back just a a week or so, aren't you, Candy, from the big uh, shoot show in Las Vegas? Yeah, it's already been two weeks. I can't believe it. Oh, my God, it's been that long. Yeah. Well, you've you've seen some of the purchases that you made. In fact, I understand, uh, according to uh, Facebook posts, 
that the new Ross Martin handgun is already in. Some of your employees tried it out. What did they think? They loved it. Um, Sean, our gunsmith, compared it to a cross between an HK and a Canik, which are some of our top-selling handguns. Uh, it's got okay. a, a lower axis, which keeps it from recoiling too much. You can see in the video, too. I mean, it looks like it barely moves when they're they're shooting it. <laughs> they Both of them mag-dumped it just to try it out. and they, they had a lot of fun. They had a lot of great things to say about it. So I think it's going to be a great sling pistol here. We are still waiting on our shipment of the ones that we can put in the case to sell, but we did get our rentals, so it's up okay. and ready for people to try out. You're doing some changes up there. Well, not so much changes, but you're putting more emphasis on a big factor that has really uh, taken off all over the country, and that's survivalist, uh, you know, bo- both food and tools and kits and things like that. Uh, what can you tell us a little bit about what's going on there in the store and what you've added? Yeah, that, you know, that's a, a resource that a lot of people have been asking for. It's something that is necessary in this area, too, because we have a lot of hikers that come around here and just people that are, are preppers, that, that they want to make sure that they can protect themselves and take care of themselves. So we've got some great wilderness uh, survival kits coming, first aid kits and you know some other things that'll go along with those that people can carry in their backpacks they've got molly attachments to put on plate carriers if they have them um and you know we've got some literature coming that people can buy that can help them with uh survivalist type um things that they might need to to learn about and some prepping things so lots of fun stuff coming in the store Fantastic. And tell us just briefly a little bit about this upcoming first uh, class that you're going to be offering on the AR-101. What what are people going to be able to learn in that? They will learn. It's a lot like our Pistol 101 class, just about air. So they're going to learn from the very basics how it functions, how to take it apart and clean it, uh, how how to load it, uh, what kind of calibers you can use on it, uh, some of the history of it, and then we'll take you out in the range and shoot. So that's a class that Fantastic. we've been asked for for actually a couple of years, and we finally have it fully written and ready to go. So we've got our first class coming up on February 19th. We've got two or three more on the schedule that you can find. Right now I've got a link posted on our, our Facebook to that, um, and you can reach it reach the Eventbrite link from our website, but we don't have a page on the website for that particular class quite yet. Okay. Okay. But you can you can go to your Facebook site right now and see the new Ross Martin handgun, how it operates, and uh, maybe get a little bit of uh, knowledge of it before you even go up to dead-on shooting range and get a chance to try it out. Yeah, I've got a video up there of both Sean and Tom uh, shooting it. And then in the comments, I put a picture of the the firearm. So hopefully they'll stay up. (laughs) Facebook likes to take those pictures of firearms down, but it's in the comments if you want to look at it. All right. Well, we, uh, we're we talking to Candy Fierro, the owner of uh, Dead On Shooting Range. And so every day there are more and more things going on up there, folks. So if you've not had an opportunity to get up there yet, we're talking about eight miles up Highway 2 uh, coming out of Proctor. On the left-hand side, you will find Dead On Shooting Range. Great retail store. When you enter, they love you to come in, look around. You'll find so many things 
uh, supporting the shooting range industry. And then, of course, classrooms and great classes. And now even more uh, more firearms on the retail and rental spaces that you can try out. And, of course, a fantastic indoor shooting range that is just temperature controlled all year round that you can hone your skills to become a better marksman at Dead On Shooting Range. Thank you, Candy. Appreciate it as always. All right. Uh, Kenny, we got to take our first break. We'll be back shortly. That justice is the one thing you should always find. You got to saddle up your boys. You got to draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune and we'll all meet back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing. Whiskey for my man, beer for my horses. KDAL time, 11:28. The music of Toby Keith. Did you? Were you even aware that he was fighting cancer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The were new, you? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big Toby Keith fan. I love Toby Keith's music, and I didn't know it until I read the story this morning. Very sad. 62 years old. He had uh, gotten the diagnosis of uh, stomach cancer. Uh, boy, he was born two days before me, July 8th. Well, I'm older than him, but uh, July 8th of 1961 in Oklahoma. He went to work, Brad, uh, in the oil fields in Oklahoma. He was a Derek, yeah. a Derek hand. <laughs> he was a hardworking man. But this song oh, here was a, a duet that he did with uh, Willie Nelson. And Willie's going to be coming to Duluth this uh, May. I'm sure Willie's going to have a nice dedication for Toby. I'm sure he'll have some tribute. 62 years old, Toby Keith. Wow. But like you say, Kenny, he he, uh, first got this diagnosis, the stomach cancer, in June of 2022. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, a lot, he, he fought it peacefully and with great grace and courage, his family said, uh, but it, at home, and they said, please, respect the privacy of his family at this time. He leaves a wife and a couple of kids. Uh, you know, it's just a, a tough situation. I used I used to, uh, back during the Iraq and Desert Storm War, uh, you know, right after the attack on 9-11, I used to uh, sing to my kids in the car, uh, you know, the the line from uh, Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, where we're going to stick a boot up your... Oh, <laughs> you know <what>? yeah. <laughs> Boy, that was a good song. They, they was, uh, Dad, it? can you sing something else no. from that song? Do you have to keep, keep singing Keep singing, that? Dad. That was a great song. It really was. I mean, so many songs come to mind when I think of him, but I, I think my favorite, because it really, really hit a chord with me was his 2003 hit American Soldier. Man, I'll tell you, that was, that really set the, kind of the tone. And, and of course, Toby Keith had spent millions, had had raised millions of dollars, I should say, for uh, military survivors, uh, PTSD people, uh, all kinds of stuff. And he had been on, uh, I forget how many different USO tours. He'd been on, on a numerous I'm just USO trying tours. to be a father, raise a daughter and a son, be a lover to their mother, everything to everyone. Up and at them bright and early, I'm 
small business in my suit. Yeah, I'm dressed up for success, from my head down to my boots. I don't do it for the money. There's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory. I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures, my responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good under pressure, being all that I can be. I can't call in sick on Mondays when the weekend's been too strong. I just work straight through the holidays, sometimes all night long. You can bet that I stand ready when the wolf growls at the door. Hey, I'm solid. Hey, I'm steady. Hey, I'm true down to the core. I will always do my duty, no matter what the price. I've counted up the cost. I know the sacrifice. Oh, and I don't wanna die for you, but if dying's asking me, I'll bear that cross with honor. 'Cause freedom don't come free. I'm an American soldier, an American. There you go, Brad. Uh, that was kind of the extended well, version. I didn't. It's going to take me a moment or two to compose myself. Well, here. let's That's... let's listen to this and go to CBS News. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I'm out here on the front lines, sleeping peace tonight, American soldier. KDAL time is 11.38. We're overcast in the Twin Ports, 39 at the National Weather Service in Duluth. And, Brad, we set a record high yesterday in Duluth. We made it up. Yeah, 50. Man, can you believe that? February, or first week of February and 50. So that That record of 50 yesterday broke the old record of 45 that stood since 1877, 
when the Ooh. National Weather Service was at Lake Avenue and Superior Street. <laughs> well, and and the long range forecast looks pretty favorable. Well, for, it know. it does, but there's hope, Brad, because we're six weeks away from spring, forty two days from today. Uh, the spring equinox, the March equinox to some, uh, Tuesday, March 19th. So there's hope to break the bonds of this winter that we're having six weeks from today, the first day of spring. That's incredible. The, well, listen, Northland. Well, first of all, this, I this severe say, uh, winter that we're having, Brad. <laughs> yeah, this terrible. <laughs> break the bonds of this beast, please. <laughs> Uh, no, we shouldn't be laughing. I remember the last time we yeah. laughed, Mother Nature came roaring in on us. Yes. So we're not going to do that. No, I, I, I do want to say, though, thank you, Kenny, for playing that song. Uh, Toby Keith will be missed by an entire population of military uh, that protects this country from the wolf that's at your door on a regular basis. And they don't do it for the money and they don't do it for the glory. And Toby Keith knew what he was writing about. Anyway, the other people that, uh, you know, they don't do it necessarily for the money they make, but they do it for the money they can save you on that solutions insurance. Boy, I'll tell you what, if you've been listening on Thursdays when uh, Chris Lomare calls in with the win of the week on a regular basis, you've got agents over there at Solution, whether it's Heidi or Maggie or Allie or Tim or Sonia, whoever it happens to be, Chris himself, they know how to go about taking the information that you have about your current insurance, no matter what kind of insurance it is, because they literally write everything. They write, uh, uh, well, for example, if you happen to be a promoter and you're going to have a big event and you want, you want coverage on it, let's say for a hole-in-one, maybe you're going to give a car away if somebody wins a hole-in-one, they can provide you with a policy and a rate to cover that exposure, and they'll tell you how to go about doing it. But more importantly, they cover all your regular insurance, your homeowners, your auto, your business, your life, all of those kinds of things. And the reason they're so competitive is because they don't represent one company or two companies or three. They represent 60 to 70 different companies, all of them uh, trying to do work with you. And you know what? In that stable of companies, there might be that one company that can give you coverage as good as what you've got now, maybe even better, and maybe save you Many times, five, six hundred, a thousand dollars a year, and you won't know unless you simply sit down, give Solutions Insurance a call at 218 628 1878. That's 628 1878. Or if you prefer, drive out there to the Spirit Valley Shopping Center, drive right up in front of their place. They're parked free. Walk in, drop your policy off, let them know uh, what you're looking for, and they will get to work rolling up their sleeves and going to work for you at Solutions Insurance. Again, the number to call, 218-628-1878. Solutions Insurance might be your solution to higher insurance costs. Well, Kenny, we started the show off with a great call today from Mark, who is on his way down to the cities. And I happen to be reading a piece on the Gettys uh, website or news site, Reuters and Gettys. They put out a bunch of stuff. And they put out a story this morning um, written by Jared Baker. 
and the the tight the the headline to the story caught my interest first before I even started reading the story, and it said elites opened the door for migrants and chaos, and I thought, mm, what's this all about? And so I started reading it, and I'll tell you what: think about what is going on in our world today, not only here in our country but in other countries. For example, we've all seen the video on the streets of New York, two police officers beaten by a gang of eight migrant asylum seekers that snuck into our country illegally. Five of them were released without bail, one of them literally flipping the middle finger to the American public as he goes out of the courtroom, the other three simply disappearing Now we find out they were arrested in Arizona on a Greyhound bus. Must be nice to be footloose and fancy-free. You can travel this country anywhere you want, even if you're an illegal running from the law. On the streets of London, a woman and her two young children are doused with lethal, lethal chemicals. The suspect was twice denied asylum in the U.K., but managed to stay and was convicted of a serious sexual assault, then was granted asylum on appeal. The victims are left with life-altering injuries. A member of parliament from the governing Conservative Party tells a television audience that he is warning about the consequences of microaggression that women face every day. In Sweden... A gang of a gang war between two rival groups of immigrant is unleashing havoc on the citizens of once was a global model of social harmony. In Chicago, a sanctuary city recently inundated with illegal migrants and where gang crime, most of it not migrant related, is rampant. The city council rouses itself from its indifference to pass a resolution that calls the antagonists to put down their arms in Gaza. Put down your arms in Gaza? How about put down your arms in West Chicago? In an attempting to look at these recent events across two continents and conclude that we in the West aren't a serious civilization anymore, that our commitment to liberal principles, openness, and tolerance have in 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 have just wiped us out, and that our peril and our values are no longer fit for purpose in an open world of essential threats. The deeper reality is that it isn't our values that have failed. We are witnessing instead the most powerful indictment of a political and cultural elite who is long overdue to meet its nemesis, the demographic reality of an overpopulated and still Im- immeasurable global South that is di- disgorging hundreds of millions of people to the wealthy North is making chaos of the attitudes and decisions of a ruling elite that by design or accident seems hell-bent on the West's self-annihilation. You know, and again, I read that verbatim, but I'll tell you what, this piece is right on the money. We seem to be 
fixated by trying to destroy what we have had in this country, which was a law-abiding society for years and years. We have thrown everything out the window. Look at what we've done in Minnesota alone. Now we're, go- now we're in the process, this legislative session, of a bunch of goofball senators and state representatives from Minnesota going uh, before their own trifecta and saying, oh, you know what? We need to be a sanctuary state. We need to bring in a lot more of these illegal immigrants, much like they're having in New York and Chicago and other places. And we've already set up the infrastructure to do it. We've already set up the uh, transportation system to pick these people up. Bus drivers needed to pick them up in in St. Cloud and haul them down to Minneapolis to the set-up detention centers where they'll be housed and fed and given cell phones and whatever else. While hard-working people, sons and daughters of Americans, are struggling day-to-day to make ends meet. These people are laughing at us and kicking the snot out of police officers and then running to Arizona to try to get away from it. We've got some real issues in this country. We really do. quite the paradox, Brad, because, again, this is what congressmen, uh, what do you call them, high pockets, uh, Jerry Nadler, Oh, yeah, uh, just, just to remind you and your listeners, this is what he said about illegal immigrants. Vegetables would rot in the ground if they weren't being picked by many illegal immigrants. Yeah, so we need the illegal immigrants to pick vegetables out of the ground, otherwise they will yeah. rot. Oh, yeah. There oh, really sure. is a yeah. paradox here, Brad, because we're seeing an increase in crime with a lot of these illegal immigrants. And that's just a fact. I mean, when you bring in, what were the numbers? Uh, eight and a half million illegals. One Something point, like that. Yeah, yes. 1.8 yeah. million gotaways. There's going to be criminal uh, um, parts to this. No, we're well, seeing and it. We, and we know there are. We know there are because so, they have stopped them. 300 and some terrorist watch list yes. people. And when I say a paradox, what I mean, Brad, is that it is the Democrats, it's the liberal, uh, liberals, the progressives, whatever you want to call them, the Marxists. They all sit on the left side of the political uh, aisle, if you will. They want this as, as far as this sanctuary cities, um, uh, greeting illegals, giving them whatever they want and ask for. Yet at the same time, Brad, they want to defund police, but we're going to need more police to uh, deal with these illegal immigrants because we will see an increase in crime. And if the state of Minnesota goes and becomes a sanctuary state, that will be a, there will be a profound change to our city in Duluth and the state and the other larger cities. And I think a lot of people will start to move to the, uh, the rural areas. And I would hope that some counties will be able to... Would maybe fight against that. Yeah, yes. they have to, Brad. Yeah. We can't yeah. let St. Paul and these whacked-out Democrats dictate this. We can't let them do that. You know, I just... Because their policies I, I just are wrong, you, Brad. This is oh, a they bad are. policy. Abs- yes, absolutely, they're wrong. And before we go to our Minnesota breaker, I just want to end this story that, that this writer, uh, uh, Jared Baker, said. He He said, you know... This isn't to exaggerate anything, but he said the scale of the migration crisis in this country 
more than the rise of China or the challenge of new technology or the climate seems to me will be will increasingly define the politics of our age. And I think he's absolutely right. No matter what the Democrats say, no matter how they try to hide from it, this is going to be the issue of this next election, is the fact that Joe Biden could have controlled our border, could have stopped this massive invasion of illegal immigrants, but he chose not to. And now he's trying to cover his behind, shrinking poll number behind, by trying to throw some half-hearted attempt at coming up with a new policy. Well, it, we ain't buying it. Anyway, we got to do our Minnesota news, and then we'll come back with much more. KDAL time is 11.55.39 at the National Weather Service, 34 at the Army Corps of Engineers in Canal Park, so... We're still mild by normal standards. Normal high this time of the year is 22. Well, folks, i got to let you know that uh, good friends of ours, Jim and his wife, uh, the Stokels, that own uh, Tortoise and the Hare, have taken a well-deserved vacation. They're on their way to Australia. It's it's a trip that they've got to be enjoying the heck out of. And they've left their children in charge. And very capable. They've done a great job for a long time making sure the tortoise and the hare is running when mom and dad are gone. So if you need anything for your feet, whether it's socks, whether it's shoes, whether it's boots, whether it's uh, buds, the uh, you know bugs, the uh, thing that'll keep you upright when there's ice on the ground, or Things like Kenny can tell you about, like the Loki jacket that he's so fond of. Loki makes wonderful outerwear, lightweight, easy. They've got the the choppers built into the sleeves so you don't even have to look for your gloves when you're shoveling snow. They've got so many wonderful things, along with all the clothing that has light strips on them so that you'll be able to be seen at night when you're out hiking or biking. They've got it all at Tortoise and the Hare, right on the corner of 40th Avenue West and Grand, uh, where you'll see that blue and white building, Tortoise and the Hare, on the side of it. And on one side of it, facing on to 40th, is this beautiful mural of Spirit Mountain, beautifully done by a local artist. But inside that store, you will find everything you need for your feet, for your body, for outdoor activity in the Northland, courtesy of the fine Stuckel family out at Tortoise and the Hare. So, Kenny, what's the phone number out there at Tortoise and the Hare? Yeah, Brad, uh, 218-624-4840. Give them a call, 624-4840, or simply go online, tortoisehairfootwear.com, and they're open until 7 o'clock tonight. As a matter of fact, Brad, they're open Monday through Friday from 9 to 7, Saturday from 9 to 5, and then Sunday from noon to 4. Fantastic. Great quality stuff. Great quality people that will really care about your feet. Tortoise and the hair. Well, we're just about, in fact, we're pretty much are out of time for this, pretty, uh, for uh, this hour. Terrible this morning. Huh? Uh, pretty terrible this morning to learn the lodge at Lutzen uh, burned. Yeah. Right? And the footage was just awful to see that fire raging like that. Do they have an idea what caused it yet? Was it electrical? Well, apparently there know. was only one employee working when they saw smoke. They made it out safely. No one was injured. 
and then the fire department showed up. But I'm sure that to get to the lodge at Lutzen takes a little time for the fire department, and uh, it was just totally engulfed. I'm sure it's a total loss, but wow. uh, Northern News now will be covering this throughout the day with updates. They said, what, every fire department from Aurora to Hibbing to all of them responded. Yeah, it really was uh, just an awful thing to see some of the footage on Northern News Now and even some photographs that some people had posted on social media. Um, Terrible thing. Well, we'll continue on uh, when we come back with the afternoon edition here on Sound Off, uh, 610 KDAL. So uh, please get yourself some coffee and rejoin us very shortly. 